Uh, we are working on a deal right now, actually. Uh, give it. It'll be definitely in the next three three days. Yeah, the, retweet that. The whole point with an airplane emoji. Okay. Yeah, we'll make sure. Alright, welcome to our latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. This is Scott Wehui. Brian Shesko. Nice. <laughs> Guys, I am here because I, I'm i out to... Uh, well, let's just be clear on something. You guys challenged my manhood last week. Who Not did? necessarily. I think you did. I think you did. That's how I took it. <laughs> Dave, anyway, Dave it fueled did. me this week. That's good. Field me this now, week. Listen, I'm, I'm, it's always good to challenge each other, and yeah. I'm going to, if I think you're talking nonsense, I'm going to call you on it every time. <laughs> so and, you think I'm talking nonsense about goal scorers? I just think you're a lady. I just think you're a goal snob, and you're you're a you're a hater. No, you, you no. hate people scoring twelve goals or more. Uh, I don't hate that. I just think that it's pretty clear that a couple of guys are not going to score 12 goals or more next year. Okay. Namely, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, new signing for Manchester United. Has he like United. ever done that in his career? Oh, uh, yeah, he's done it a few times. Okay, like when he was but like 13 or 14. But never at 34 in the most uh, deep league in the world. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then also uh, Jamie Vardy. I think he drops off this year. Okay. From like 24 to 11? 11 would be perfectly fine for me. Okay. Because <laughs> that would make me right. Because okay. I don't think he's scoring a dozen. Okay. I don't think he's scoring 12 goals. All right, so let's, let's hear your hate. Bring, well, your, bring no. your goal last week. Last week you asked me uh, in the, the at the height of your uh, uh, disbelief towards me, yes. you said, who do you think is going to score 12 goals yes. next year, Scott? Yes. And, uh, and so I said I'd put a, a good list together for you. So I have done that. I've got this okay. list. So I looked first at last year's. 12-plus goal scorers yeah. in the league. Uh, I'll list those first, and then I'll go through who I think will do it this year. Okay. Uh, Harry Kane uh, obviously won the Golden how many? How many guys were there? The, the uh, there were 12 oh. guys who scored 12 goals or more. Okay. Uh, but there were six guys who finished with 11 goals. I'm going to oh. mention them, too. Wow, okay. So Harry Kane, Jamie Vardy, Sergio Aguero of Manchester City, Romelu Lukaku is on the list, Riyad Mahrez... Olivier Giroud, Odin Agallo, Jermaine Defoe, Troy Deeney, two Watford players making the list. Wow. Uh, Alexis Sanchez. All those were like in the first like ten games. Yes, too. exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> first half of the year for sure. Uh, Except Deeney. Yeah, Deeney was decent. Deeney was good. Yeah. He's, uh, he just scored many Agallo goals. Agallo would have kept scoring at all. Uh, I'll just go ahead and uh, spoiler alert: he's not on the list for next year. Hater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexis Sanchez, uh, Diego Costa, and Andre Ayew. Those were the 12 who scored 12 goals okay. last year. Ayew uh, well, is on the list for Swansea rather Ayu than Gomez. 13 goals. Actually, he didn't even score that many the whole year, but he had like eight in the first like two games. Exactly. He put like. them all in mm-hmm. at the front half of the year. And then there were six who finished with 11 goals. That's why this list is a little shorter than normal. Uh, Graziano Pella, Sadio Mane, Marco Arnautovic, Giorgio, Jorginho Wijnaldum, mm-hmm. Anthony Martial, and Gilfie Sigurdsson ended with 11. Wow. So those are some almost, those are good names on the 11 list. Very good names. Just came up short of 12 plus. So I have gone on the record as saying Zlatan and Vardy, I don't think you're going to score 12 plus goals. <laughs> but I, craziness. I have 15 guys who will. Okay. All right. So, 
So you're not a complete goal snob. No, no. But you are just hating on Vardy and Zlatan. I, if by hating you mean I'm questioning the ability that they're going to play with next year, yes. Okay. Yeah. I don't think I think they have down years next year. Definitional hate. Everyone Brian, has to have a down year every once in a while. Not everyone can be at their at the peak Brian, of their has ability. Zlatan ever had a down year? There is no down year. There is no Zlatan. At what point... I mean, listen, he's just going to retire. He's going to John Elway himself out of this thing. He's going to... He's not just going to fade into oblivion. He like, is already you, the enemy of the league. He... In my mind. He... I hope that doesn't happen. I'm with Brian. He's going to be on my fantasy fantasy oh. lineup to start the year, and he is going to ride ride till I die. I this just in. Scott's leading the betting lines on winning his <laughs> Premier League fantasy season. We next year. shall see, Goldsnob. Go ahead. <laughs> Not a Goldsnob. So I got 15, 15 guys. 15 okay. guys are going to score 12 or more goals next yeah, year. A lot of time. All yeah. right, I've got a few that aren't surprises here at the beginning. Okay. Uh, Sergio Aguero will do it again next year. Okay. Harry. Uh, let me be clear as I get started here. That's as of now. Like well, we don't. Sure. Well, there's certain signings so, we don't know if when they'll occur. Like or how, eight who, more or nine more weeks of the transfer yes. window still available. So, so I do have a few on here that are. If they do this, then they'll do. We that. will give you the right. brevity to make changes. I appreciate that. All right. So Sergio Aguero, Harry Kane will do it again. Uh, Alexis Sanchez will do it again. And Riyad Mahrez will do it again. I okay. have Mahrez on the list and not Jamie Vardy. We'll talk more about Mahrez that. Mahrez with Leicester? With Leicester. Or with Arsenal, but probably with Leicester. Either way, he's on my list. Yeah. Uh, he can create his own chances sufficiently to get to 12 goals, I think. All right. If he goes to Crystal Palace, Christian Benteke will score 12-plus goals next year. Liverpool just hates him. No, they don't hate him. He just doesn't fit. Whatever. He doesn't fit Klopp's style. If that's, if that's how you want to phrase it, he doesn't fit. He doesn't fit. But they hate him. They don't hate him. No, there's nothing personal about it. They just I don't. think Menteke, if he goes to Palace, he will do really well. I think he will. I also think Andres Townsend will do really well. I'm really high on Crystal Palace's signings so far this summer. I think they could be top seven next year. I think they have a chance if they can stay healthy. I've got them. I've got two guys. Two guys from Palace on my list. So. Benteke, That's if he bold. goes there, if That's he goes there, bold. and Andrews Townsend. That's very small team of you. And yet, think about it. <laughs> small team. <laughs> and, yet, and yet, Benteke is a proven goal scorer in the right system, sure. which Palace would accommodate him. And we saw how well Townsend did with Newcastle in the second half of last year. I, I don't think a full year at Palace, 12 goals is a reach. Yeah. No, it's probably true. If... <laughs> Saito Barahino goes anywhere else. He but scores West twelve. <laughs> he scores twelve plus goals. That's I going to happen that. if he goes anywhere else in the Premier League okay. other than where he is right now with West Brom. I can't believe he's still there. Really, I thought for sure he would be club. transferred out to him. There. Well, he's tried to force his way out, and it's not worked out. Uh, maybe this is finally the summer. Uh, I think Gilfie Sigurdsson will get there with Swansea next year. I think he'll get to twelve plus goals. Okay. If he stays in the Premier League, Romelu Lukaku will be on the list. Do you think he could be moving out of the Premier League? I think there's a lot up in the air on Everton right now. Everton is a very unsettled roster. I, I have no idea what that club's going to look, uh, look Koeman like. Koeman is moving and shaking, isn't he? Well, he's he's going big with the guys that he's trying to go after, but he's also losing some key guys, too. It'll be, it'll be fascinating to see what happens. Uh, I think Chelsea are going to have a great year because of the lack of European football. 
new manager, Antonio Conte. He's he's good. I think he comes in and does just fine in the Premier League. So I have Diego Costa on the list. And I have their other guy. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Brian's going to teach us how to say it later on really? in the show. Mm-hmm. I think both of them together up front are going to score 12-plus goals. If you look at Chelsea... Are they play, he'll play opposite Hazard on the other wing? Probably so. Yeah. Well, wait a minute now. Conte plays a 3-5-2. A, a yeah, so they could so both play up they front could together. Play both up mm-hmm. front and Hazard behind. Yeah. Uh, either way, I've got them unless I do not have Hazard on the list. Really? I think he could play better than he did last year, of course, but I don't think he gets to twelve goals. That's interesting. The uh, I would put him there before the other guy. Other guy that we don't know how to say his name. Brian's going to teach us about yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Don't definitely don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also think Liverpool will benefit from not having European football, and I have both Sturridge and Mane on the list. Yeah. Nakatinho. If Sturridge he, can play 12 games, he'll probably have 12 goals. That's right. That's I mean, right. that's usually his problem, right? Firmino had 10 goals, I think, last year. I don't think he'll get to 12. Um, but I think Sturridge and Mane will be able to get to, to that level. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Mane plays there. Uh, I feel like his style... Uh, I think it'll fit in perfect with Klopp's pressing style mm-hmm. uh, and pressure. I, I feel like he has a motor that just continues to run and run and run. He's not one for me that creates his own chances to score. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like he's always being opportunistic when he scores. You don't see him lining up just taking blasts outside the box. You don't see him no. taking people on dribbles, one or two dribbles, and unleashing a shot. And so he does have I'm not that saying ability. that those goals aren't there. He it's just not ability. his style. His style is more of more. It's more of an opportunistic type style of, of scoring, and he's good at it. His goal in the Europa League final, he created something out of nothing with that one. That was that was breathtaking ability on display. I think he has a little bit more ability to create than, than you Mane? give him credit for. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm talking Sturridge. Okay. We're talking different oh. guys. My, yeah. my, my, my I mistake. I was talking Mane. Mane is going Sturridge? to... No, yes, 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 no, no, I'm no. Sorry. I have nothing but good things to say about Daniel Sturridge. My only knock on him I was, is him playing. Right. Yeah, 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 for sure. Sturge can create his own chances. He can score off headers. He can score off set pieces. He can. But is he going to even be out there? That's Correct. the question. Yeah, Mane, you're absolutely right about. Him. Right. He is opportunistic. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes. Yeah, so we're on the same page. Now. Yeah. He is very opportunistic, and I think he'll benefit greatly, like you said, from the counterattack style, that that pressing style that Klopp yeah. will play. He'll he'll have a lot That's... of goals on the run. I agree. I think if Shane Long is the guy up front for Southampton to start the season, he'll get there. He'll get to twelve plus goals. He's on my list. What about Graziano? Better. I don't think he'll be it. I don't think he'll be it. Uh, so I've been saying that since April. Think, I don't think he'll, think he'll be at Southampton. Southampton. No, no. Think he's going. You think he's going somewhere else in the Premier League? Uh, Listen, we've been pretty good mm-hmm. with predictions and pe- where people are going and and this and that. I, I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting for the hammer to drop on Pogba. It's gonna. It's no. gonna hit like Durant going to the the Warriors. <laughs> this is not a basketball podcast. <laughs> Just saying. So I've got one name left on my list. Sure. Anthony Martial. I think he gets the 12 goals. You think he yeah. gets there and Zlatan <laughs> yes, doesn't? I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. 
You, you, I, okay. No, I, I'm not arguing that he won't get there. Sure, I could see that. But think about think about Mourinho's teams. I know they I, don't score a lot of goals. Right. I know he's saying right now in his first press conference he said I think they're going to play a little bit more aggressively. Blah blah blah. No, they're going to score one to two goals per match. Maybe, and they're going to spread the wealth around. But I think Martial's going to be a, a steady guy. He's going to be able to put the the ball in the net. Not Rashford. I don't think Rashford. I think he'll drop off. I just don't know if Rashford will get enough playing time. That would be my concern with Rashford. I knew you'd hate Martial on that list. That's why I saved it for last. No, no, I, no. I don't. I don't hate that. I'm just surprised that you, you hate that I would put Martial up there when I say his Latans not yes, going to get. Yes, yes, that's insane. <laughs> that's insane. I stand by it. If sure to go wrong, these, these predictions. Listen, I'm willing to put a significant bet. Zlatan, a, a lunch, a dinner, dinners for a week, something for a week. Uh, on the line that Zlatan scores more than 12 goals, assuming health. True. <laughs> assuming health, if percentages hold up in the last 12 seasons, France, Spain, and Italy, yeah. Zlatan has scored 251 goals in 370 matches. What's that would be sixty eight percent of the matches that he's played in. If percentages hold up, yeah, he would score in sixty eight, and he scores in sixty percent of his matches. If he scores in fifty percent, he'll it, score. That's true. If he scores in fifty percent, he scores in half of the games. He's going to have like eighteen, nineteen goals. Right. If he scores in half the game, Scott. And that's sure, just for club. Because sure. we're just referencing club. We're not yeah. referencing European football or cl- or club matches. Right, sure. Right, right. But here's the thing, guys. You saw how he performed on a Swedish squad where he had not as significant amount of talent around him. If he doesn't have the service that he needs, he does nothing. He, he did nothing in the Euros this year. Is that safe to say? I mean, essentially, he had he one almost goal on an offside call. He didn't do much. He did not do much. Um, which is the nicest way of saying he really didn't do anything uh, on a subpar roster. And you forget, I think, that you know when they go to West Brom, and when they go to Watford, and when they go to... Um, you know, I can't even think of who's in the league. You know, this Middlesbrough. These, these, these places that are going to be tough to play away, he's not going to score goals in those matches. He, he's not going to score goals in those matches. Scott, this is Zlatan. You're banking on like four hat tricks to get him to 12 goals, which could actually happen. <laughs> I will admit, that could actually happen. But I don't think he's going to be able to do it with the consistency, and I don't think at 34 he's going to play all 38 league matches. To he, score in half of them. He, he won't have to play in all 38. I don't think he will either. I don't think he'll play in all 38. But you're not going to convince me that he's going to do it. Fair he, enough. He, only Zlatan can convince me that he's going to score more than four goals this year. Fair enough. All right, so that's my list. 15 guys. You're, are you surprised I got to 15? Um, yeah, no, I think that's a, I think that's a good list. I, I mean, it is shocking a little bit. I can get why you could say Vardy could have an off year. His statistics have proved it over the years. He'll have a, a good year, off year, kind of back and forth. But and we cannot uh, underestimate would, the Champions League. How much of an impact that's going to have on their league status? There's no doubt. 
again, I was I am I am on record of saying this, and I know it's as crazy as it sounds. <laughs> this is the same team that was in seventeenth place two years ago, sure. and then they got a new coach, and they are headed right back down to seventeenth. And it won't surprise me if they don't finish in the top half of the table, especially when you see I agree Crystal Palace. Liverpool, I agree. Chelsea, you have a lot. I think you can easily teams. slot the top ten without a Leicester and, City. And who have they brought in? Not you know they of course have set the mold in quotes. They brought of in bringing folks. in no one and making a team out of people you've never heard of. They before, brought right? in guys, dudes, player, and player. And we two player twenty three <laughs> and player twenty four. You're right. I you're right. And but now. If you're a Fox fan, you could argue that, hey, we had player 22, 23, 24 before, and no one knew who they mm-hmm. were right. until last year. And again, the counter argument to that would be as quickly as they got there, they could disappear just as fast. Yeah. Yeah. I think the odds are. It was a perfect storm last year, and it will never. Ever happen again? Danny Drinkwater is going to come to your house after they win the title again. They'll be the first. They'll be the first to do it in a long Drinkwater time. Drinkwater can't even make a crappy England team. Drinkwater, <laughs> go home. <laughs> Whatever, man. All right, we have lots of signings to talk about. Lots of player movement and uh, and the implications that those signings are going to have on fantasy soccer. So we're going to discuss those. In the midst of all that, we've asked Brian Jay to help us learn how to say one mm-hmm. of these new signings' names. You, you probably already know who that is based on what we've discussed to this point. Oh, We're going to give a little bit of our opinions on the Euro 2016 quarterfinals, looking ahead to the semifinals, which already start tonight as we record yeah, on fantastic. Wednesday morning. Uh, so you'll you'll know the results before you hear this, probably. And then we're going to learn a little bit uh, of an incomplete, unofficial history of Bournemouth, AFC Bournemouth. Can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. So that is our that is our agenda for today. Right, gentlemen, ready? Yes. Let's, let's do it. All right, let's jump right into the signings then. Let's start with those champion foxes, Leicester City. They had two additions to their roster this week, Nampolis Mendy and Ahmed Musa. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man. So we're not playing either of these guys. Can't wait to soccer. see those guys yeah. in the lineup. I now, can't wait to see Guy Man and Man Guy <laughs> playing for Leicester City. <laughs> it, now, it At position. <laughs> position. <laughs> now listen, though. We didn't, even though Sir Alex Ferguson said that N'Golo Conte was the best player in the Premier League last year. None of us played him in fantasy. It's just he didn't play a position that generated fantasy soccer points. Now, Paulus Mendy is there to either be a backup or more likely to be the replacement for N'Golo Conte next year. We're not going to play him either. Nope. And he is a step down from N'Golo Conte. There is no step up from N'Golo Conte if he's the best in in the world at what he does. Well, no. He very well could be, or did he just have a good year? I mean, seriously, where'd this guy come? I mean, did he just come out of nowhere, or someone just finally give him a chance, and he was able to play one year at Leicester, and all of a sudden now he's in the French national team starting, and and maybe, he's just like the super maybe, guy. Maybe other teams were not letting him be who he really was meant to be. Like they're not letting him express himself. Yeah, and Leicester City finally gave him his his football expression, Dave. Dilly ding, dilly dong. Maybe, maybe they freed. Maybe, they freed the Conte? Maybe Dilly Ding Dilly Dong worked for N'Golo Conte in a way that it hadn't worked anywhere else. 
I can't argue that. That's no exact, one can. <laughs> it's but not, it's not really like a. Are we it's not really a like an argumentation? Are we assuming that Mendy? No, he'll be a step down no matter what. I, we're not going to play him in fantasy soccer, and I think Lester's in trouble. Oh, not not in trouble. Lester's in trouble if they think they can duplicate. This year, what they did last year. That's crazy. And we still don't know the extent of their losses. Conte, you know, well, no well, one's officially Well, they left. haven't had a loss yet. Right. They have been able to hold on to Vardy, it seems, to this point. Conte, though, is, is he's almost sure to be out by the end of the summer. And Riyad Mahrez, those rumors have largely disappeared. It's interesting how quiet things it's have been, been on really the It's been really quiet around the Leicester players in camp. I haven't seen yeah. any of their names rumored. So maybe they still they hold on to their guys, but it's still like you said, it was a perfect storm last year. I, I don't have the faith that I, that their guys are going to be able to make it. And you're adding in now Champions League to that. I just think it's going to have a huge impact. I'm not going to be eager to start the season with any Leicester guys. Maybe, maybe Casper Schmeichel, if the back four stays intact throughout the summer, which it should. Maybe, maybe a defender. But no one from the midfield forward is going to be on my fantasy soccer roster. What about their defense? Season. Remember last year their defense is pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I could easily... Uh, Wes Morgan and Robert Huth, uh, I believe the phrase long in the tooth yeah. applies to them. Sure. I, I'm, I'm not going to trust them. I'm going to have to see it before I jump in and play them. Mm-hmm. So maybe by October I'd be interested. If, if, if Leicester are showing that they are going to duplicate last year's performance, especially at the back, I might look at them uh christian fuchs might be that flash in the pan kind of guy i don't see you know, he provides a lot of service on those corner kicks that is beneficial in some cases but yeah I, i'm not eager to jump on anybody I would, yeah i i don't know and i'm at musa i mean he's he is guy 24 uh that's you're referencing the other signing that they have yes the nigerian 23 five foot seven wow Look at you. Did your and, homework. And from CSK Moscow. CSK Moscow. You following Moscow pretty close? No, nope. really just looked him up on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I just don't think... I just, <laughs> looking at their results from last year, the two that stand out, I, I mean, the, the obvious ones, are that they drew both matches with Manchester United 1-1 yeah. last season. And they had... A nil-nil draw with Manchester City and a 3-1 victory against Manchester City. How did they possibly duplicate those four? Yeah. And then Liverpool is probably better. And then they also got destroyed by Arsenal. Well, they, I mean, once. they got destroyed once, they got and, destroyed then, once and then, and then, lo- but gave up eight goals in two matches to Arsenal. Yeah. Last, last season. Arsenal like, was their kryptonite. That's not often they're we not, can say that about well, anyone. No one, none of the teams, <laughs> none of those teams are worse. And I think there's a big, bigger narrative that is going to uh, come out when the season begins, and that is that this anti possession, counter attack type of football, everything in fo- everything's cyclical. You know, we have seen now that this counterattacking style is working, and Leicester used it to yeah. success to the title. 
teams are going to start to react to that. Yeah. They're going to prepare for that yeah. and, and make sure that, that that doesn't hurt them the same way it did last year. And I think if teams start to, if anyone starts to figure that out, everyone will start to duplicate that, and that's also going to affect Leicester. Leicester's at their best when they have 40% of the ball. Right. Uh, so they're, they're start of their season. They start off uh, away at Hull, hmm. then they're home to Arsenal, home to Swansea, Away to Liverpool, home to Burnley, away to United. So they it's got a yo-yo of a schedule. It is a yo-yo. It's but they got easy, hard, easy, hard. So, and some of those games might not may not necessarily be easy. But August thirteenth is coming up real quick, real quick. I mean, that's five weeks away. That's oh, so good. That is good. That's so good. That's so. I can't wait for Premier League. Anyway, so all right, moving on from Leicester. Yeah. So you're saying no, but before we get off of that, you're predicting that they're going to lose to Burnley for sure. That's what Dave (laughs) is saying. Burnley will crush Leicester City, defending champ Leicester City. Burnley will be playing if they're playing away at Burnley. I wouldn't like Burnley's chances. They're playing Burnley at home. At King Power, it's a shoe in. Leicester will will certainly win against Burnley, but if it were at Burnley, it would be a loss. For the defending champs. I'm not, I'm not, no. No. That's what Dave is saying. <laughs> no. Dave is saying they're going to go 0 and 38. Well, Dave, Dave's not always right. Okay. He's often right. I like to be right 90% of the, 50% of the time I'm always right. 50% of the time you're, you're right 90%. Scott, half who, the time I'm 90% who is City, right. Who is City signed? Manchester City, uh, they've had two signings this this past week. Uh, Nolito is the is the main one of note. Yeah. Are you guys interested in Nolito uh, as a striker? Option? I was a little interested until I found out he was twenty nine. Mm. And then I'm You're not an interested stop. anymore. Age stop. Yeah, that is definitely you are ageist one hundred percent. Yeah, a little bit. But not for Zlatan. <laughs> Listen. We know Brian. You and I know he's in his own category. Okay. <laughs> Which no one's allowed to be compared to him. Nolito with Aguero, any anything that intrigues you no, up there with City? No, I think he's just been brought in as a backup. Hmm. Poor Ianacho. Come on, he's been at Celta Vigo. If he was any good, why would it take till now to get go, to go anywhere? He's been playing there for first team football in Spain for a long time. Maybe he likes it. At there. least with Vardy, he kind of Vardy kind of came out of nowhere. But Nolito's been around, so... I'll be intrigued to he see... He did okay in the Euros. He played okay in the Euros. I've never been more interested in Premier League preseason to see how these new managers put these squads out, like what these formations are and, and who's starting. Like, for instance, you just said you think he's a, Nolito's a backup for Aguero. Mm-hmm. I'll be fascinated. Obviously, there'll probably be some experimentation, but I'll be fascinated what Pep well, is, is looking to do, if he's going to play both up front, if Nolito is just a very high-priced backup, which I doubt. He you wasn't know, that high-priced. Hmm. Okay. It's like 15 million pounds. So, it's like... It's it's amazing that that's not. I'm that throwing that around like it's nothing. <laughs> but you're saying it like it's fifteen, right? Sure, it's like dollars, six, fifteen dollars. Yeah. Um, well, the, these teams are throwing money around at, on some level. Like that's, that's not a big signing. I I listen. Cities in Champions League. They're going to be in a lot of competitions, playing a lot of games. They need to have someone else other than Aguero playing in Iniacho. I think Iniacho is still going to get time. So. Yeah, hmm. I, I think he's just a backup. I think Aguero 
is still a constant in the fantasy lineups. But yeah, Ian Acho, who became a constant at the end, I mean, he, he was worthy of playing at the end was of last year. Was absolutely worthy of playing. Uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens to him. And I, I'm, I'm very much wait and see on Nolito, like you are, Dave. Uh, they also signed, uh, Manchester City also signed Oleksandr Zinchenko, 19 year old yep. Ukrainian winger. Yeah, five foot nine from Shakhtar Donetsk. <laughs> I love it. I you know it. how many games he played for Shakhtar last year? No, how many? No. Zero. Why? He was Don't hurt. know. He was hurt. If you're 19 and hurt all year, you better have that's cancer bad, or yeah, something. That's a bad, that's like, terrible thing to like, say. What 19 year old is just hurt all year? Uh, you better have like a terminally ill uh, issue if you're 19 and just hurt. We're backing away slowly. That's just ridiculous. Maybe it's ridiculous as I am. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> but whatever. Come on, 19 and hurt all year? Look, if you can't make Shakhtar Donetsk, City, what are Something you Something tells me in your research that you would have seen that he was hurt all year if he played zero. That's fine. What, I mean, whatever, man. When you're 19 years old, you're supposed to be made a kryptonite around that time. Ask you made your sources. Check made your sources. Steel. Not kryptonite. Well... If you were made of kryptonite at 19, then it would protect you from only Superman. <laughs> Who can inflict harm? No one Who would, will be no playing for Superman would be able to touch you if he you were a 19-year-old kryptonite. Across oh, town in United. What is happening? Um, let's move on. <laughs> to Chelsea. They had a pretty key signing up front. Yes. Man, did they ever. Well, we, we think. We think so. I think so. I think he's going to score 12 goals. He might. Especially if he plays alongside Diego Costa, as speculation. He is, could. Has. Although, if he can score 12, yes. playing for who he played for, where mm-hmm. he did, yeah. Zlatan mm. should easily be able to <laughs> reach 12. Very. I can't follow that logic. No, I don't follow very that logic. With true. The team in, your face. in your face, <laughs> no. goal snob. That's fine. That's let's fine. talk about that guy. Well, let's let's hear talk about him. him. Yeah, I, I think we need to start with his name, Brian. How do we say his You want to know how to say him? I do. You want to know how to say him? I do. <laughs> You want to strike up some music for this, David? Listen, just because you got your request last week, don't <laughs> yeah, think that you that might was really get it this, awesome. this that was week. Awesome. But you can try. It's, it's good try. It's always uh, good to try. Let's see. For this guy, I want, I want, uh, I don't know, Dave. You just pick something. Okay, all right, fair enough. I'm good at that. This week's How to Say is honestly more of a story about... Are you guys ready for this? I'm so ready. Oh, honestly, ready it's more of a, a story half. about Crystal Palace <laughs> than it is about Chelsea oh. or Belgian names or even about how annoying you guys are. <laughs> of course, <laughs> you can't have a how to say without the player, so let's talk about this guy. The soon-to-be 23-year-old Belgian striker, born in Brussels, but he is... Congolese. He's of Congolese descent. Oh, wow. Okay. So the odds of me getting to avoid more French in one of these segments was about the same as Arsenal's chances were to sign the striker last <laughs> fall. Dave, do you remember when Arsenal was really interested in signing this guy? Yeah, last I was interested October? in a lot of people. Sure. Thanks. If he's a striker and he's breathing, sure. Arsenal's interested. <laughs> At least the rumors. <laughs> no surprise that they were. Exactly. By December last year, there was speculation that Arsenal... Tottenham and Newcastle were all interested in him. Oh yeah, lots of people were interested. Hot on the tail of this guy. By the end of the season, his club 
president, Marseille president Vincent Lebrun said, (laughs) Vincent Lebrun said, there is not a single top 15 world club that is not interested in him. I don't know that that's his voice, but I feel like it would be something. (laughs) It should be. Roll it. Guys, 17 goals and 9 assists in 32 League One games for a mid-table team enough to gain the interest of no fewer than the top 15 clubs in the world? Interesting. Apparently so. (laughs) His first name is Mishi. Mishi. Very French, I think. Could be very Congolese. It might be both. Does he have a Pokemon card? Could be neither. Uh... No, but Mishi... You could... It feels like a Pokemon character, right? <laughs> yeah, but it needs, like, some other animal attached oh, to it. Oh, okay. Mishi Carp. Mishi Mander. <laughs> I don't know. Mishi Mander. <laughs> That's sticking. The part that makes this how to say so terrible is that on June 27th, this year, June 27th, numerous news outlets were reporting that Marseille had accepted Crystal Palace's bid Initially reported at 38 million, eventually was clarified to be around 38, 31.8 million pounds for Mishi. Their previous club record signing, do you know who it was? Johan Kabai. Oh, Last yeah. summer, like yeah. 11 million. Jeez. <laughs> would have crushed, obviously, their club record, but we've got this in the bag what could possibly go wrong now (laughs) thought alan pardew probably just as he was probably doing another premature happy dance sure sure but something could go wrong couldn't it alan (laughs) so good in swoops chelsea football club with their smooth talking manager their fancy 33 million pounds and took him away your new chelsea striker fresh out of his Pretty good League One season and his sad, sad Belgian exit from the European Championships is Mishi Batshuayi. Batshuayi. Yes. Batshuayi. Batshuayi. Mishi Mander Batshuayi. Mishi. Mishi Mon. <laughs> Mishi Mon is good. Batshuayi Leon. You know, he's a huge fan of uh, Spongebob Squarepants. That was one of the things that, yeah, he says that he loves to watch something that he likes to, it's like an unwinding for him. I saw saw him in a picture with a Batman mask on. Yep, that's also... Batsman. According to Sky Sports, yeah, Batsman, that's his nickname. He's got a nickname. Yeah, Batshuayi. Batshuayi. How how much shorter are English announcers going to make that? Batshuayi. Like Batshuayi. They're, they're going to cut They'll out probably couple from that, right? I got nothing. Ask Arlo. Hey, West Ham almost got him, too. Hmm. West Ham there had was a, a lot of West people Ham banging had down that a, guy's door. A, West Ham had a £35 million bid on him. I'm surprised they didn't win it. Hmm. Well, right now, Chelsea's roster is very front-loaded, as in to the front of the pitch. Um, they've got a couple of great strikers now. Uh, and some other attacking options in behind, but not a whole lot in defense. And so I know well, that they got Matt Miazga back there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like Gary Cahill, Matt Miazga, Cesar Azpilicueta. No, I think Bronislav no. Ivanovic. Didn't Azpilicueta go? 
Not Didn't yet. Dave I don't go? Think he's I don't yet. think so. Dave. Dave. That's so true. <laughs> so many references coming from you. I love, hey, I what love are the it. chances Chelsea swoops in for Pogba? <clears throat> Well, I don't know. They they seem to always be swooping in. I know a buddy of mine would would love to see that happen. I think a Chelsea wins. He's a fan of Chelsea and swooping. He loves both. <laughs> That's correct. Nice. So correct. Well, is Conte good for this? This can't be bad for them, right? For Chelsea? Yeah. Conte's yeah. coming for... off a a good. People were pretty impressed with his job with the Italian team. At this point, Conte would be an improvement on Fabregas. The only thing... <laughs> on sh- on pretty sure we're, yeah. I'm pretty sure we're talking he, about the coach. But he's not... Conte is in... Yeah. Oh, Antonio, Antonio Conte. Antonio Conte. Conte. Hey, Conte would work on Chelsea's I'm not too. talking about hey guys, I'm, having my own, I'm having my own podcast over here. You guys just talk amongst yourselves. Don't you think that he... But is he... I mean, is he that? Is he that good? I'm asking seriously because oh, I don't Conte. know anything about him. I don't I know much so. about him, but I know this. His teams don't seem to practice PK as much. Oh, that's terrible. That's a mean thing to say. They're just they're still kind sting- of a low blow? It's still stinging. It's that's not as low of a blow as as when wishing cancer up. on a nineteen year old. <laughs> well, look, I just said something's got to be going on with that kid. Okay, nothing will rival this podcast episode. I'm just so, I'm just curious if he's just like Men in Blazers pointed out that he before and after if, he's had a hair transplant. I'm just wondering if he's not a lot of is he a fake bald? Smoking me? Yes, he is a fake bald. That's you know what? I kind of wish bad things to happen to him. As a as a listen, as a guy who's come to grip with his baldness, mm-hmm. seeing fake balds be fake about it. You did a long time ago. Nah. Um <laughs> But Chelsea looks like they should they should be good. I think the July sixth Chelsea, which can be very different from the September sixth Chelsea. Looks like a uh, looks like a club that's going to have a lot of three two matches. That's, that could go either way. That could go either way. That's a good call, Scott. I can see that. That's what. That's what. They're, they're going to be fun in in ways that are going to frustrate Chelsea fans. They don't have a whole lot in the back. I know there's there's a couple there's rumors. Well, they're going to have to change a little bit of personnel because Conte, like I said, he's going <laughs> to like to play with three center backs. Right. Not N'Golo Conte. Right. Antonio Conte. <laughs> I'm with you this time. See, season K, Scott. Season K. we got to make sure. Place. Okay, all right. I don't even Diego Costa is still a villain. Wait, right? is this is this a basketball podcast? It is not. It's not a basketball podcast. <laughs> this is not a basketball podcast. Is, is so with Diego Costa the villain? Yes. Yep. And Batshuayi, the unproven commodity. Are they going to score? Are those guys? You're putting Diego Costa on your twelve goal list. I did. And you're putting Batshuayi on your twelve goal list. I you're did. not putting Aiden Hazard on I'm your twelve not. goal. I'm not. I could be wrong on that, but I'm not. I mean, you gotta take, you gotta make predictions somewhere. We'll all make predictions yeah. in the upcoming weeks. I'm going big. You I'm have going to, yeah, okay. sure. Yeah, they will score goals. The question is, how many they're going to give up? Uh, next, uh, I'm excited about Newcastle season in the Premier League next year. A couple of big signings for Newcastle. Mm. Oh, oh man. man! So as you put this on the agenda. I, Were you I said, why are we mentioning them? Newcastle got relegated. <laughs> because you would think from the guys that they're signing that they're going to be in the Premier League this year. Why is Matt Ritchie leaving the Premier League? Because the, it's the pure, it's the pull of of Rafa. 
This is more about Rafa's, guys who are leaving the Premier League. It's an interesting call, like, right? Because he's already starting for Burnmouth in the Premier League. And he was pretty good. He was real good. I think we all played him in fantasy soccer. At some point, everyone I had would him. agree. Dwight, Dwight Gale, I get Dwight Gale because he's at he's at Palace and he's like I'm not he's not yeah. going to get some playing time at Palace because they're bringing in bigger names right. and he plays like the striker winger position so he could come back up with them and, and have a role on, on a promoted Newcastle side next year yeah I agree this was more about the guys that were leaving the league for Newcastle very fascinating that's why they are in there okay All right. um, I do know that Newcastle are not in the Premier League next sure. Year. Um, I know you do. I was just being stupid. No, no that's all right. I've, I've proven today that I, there's not a whole lot that I do know. Uh, Crystal Palace making some making some uh, business, making some waves. Alan Pardue partying at the club, making deals. Andrews Townsend, check. James Tompkins, check. Check. Backup goalkeeper Steve Mandanda, check. Yeah. Okay, so that last one, not that big of a deal. But James Tompkins, we didn't play. We didn't play him in fantasy soccer. He wasn't a, a fantasy. No. Uh, fantasy play for West Ham last year, but he's going to do a lot for that roster as a whole, and he, he he will strengthen up the the back end of the of the squad a little bit more to maybe help us be that much more excited about playing guys who do stand out in that back four. Guys like Scott Dan or Damian Delaney. Listen, whoa, whoa, who's why is Mandana Mandana? Why you, is he gonna, who's he a backup to? Who Hennessy. Wayne? The sieve that's Wayne Hennessy? <laughs> he's in the uh, Euro semifinals, man. Yeah, and this is the best he's ever played because that defense is playing really <laughs> nice in front of him. Let's not him. forget who the real Wayne Hennessy is. It's the one who... The brick-handed... Who, it's the one who, who shanked a kick away <laughs> from goal straight to the feet of Roberto Firmino. <laughs> You remember that Seriously, one, don't really, you? I, mock, I still mock. He's not a good goalkeeper. Okay, do you foresee a, a time during the season where he is starting enough to where you would play Steve Mandanda? He only got soccer? that a chance to play because Spironi got hurt. If anything, Spironi's going to be the starter again. All right. Wait, that's fine. I'm, I'm not. I, the listen, only time we are allowed to mention Wayne Hennessy's name is going to be in the Euro tournament. Insert Palace Keeper here. I don't care. <laughs> okay. I'm not going anywhere near sure. Palace Keepers at first. Okay. Um, I do think they're going to be a lot of fun, though. I think Andrus Townsend's a great signing. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that when uh, Benteke comes over, if Benteke he comes will. with, that's going to be a great. It's a, listen, it's a roster. perfect move for both teams. They just got to agree on a number. Benteke wants to I think go. They did. Yeah, Palace it's good. Almost paying Liverpool, Liverpool wants paid. to sell him. Palace wants to buy him. That's an easy deal to be done. There's yeah, no way that it's doesn't only get a done. matter of time. It's it's they're it. they're negotiating in in you're halves, probably agreeing on per, personal of, terms. Halves of dollars at this point. Yeah, last year Scott Dan was about the only guy that we played in fantasy soccer on this on this roster. I'm just saying, look out a little bit more for Crystal Palace next year. Oh, Blasi, he's still there. Blasi's still there for now. Think he might move? I don't know. Uh, Think he no might be from, moving. No to one from West Ham. West. Wants, <laughs> no one from West Ham wants him to sign Velocity. I'm a bit confused by that. Yeah, why would you not want him? I would. I would take Velocity and Arsenal. He's a great player. The reactions from West Ham fans seems like it's like that is kryptonite for them. <laughs> At West Ham community on Twitter. Yeah, it's really hilarious. Said he would kick the. I, the owner's West yeah, Ham's the owner's son, son. David Sullivan. 
da- David Sullivan Active is the Twitter owner. User. No, what's the boy? Jack, is it Jack or something? I think it's Jack. Sure, Jack. Sullivan. That's a great guess. Jack Sullivan at at you know J E Sullivan <laughs> on Twitter posted that West Ham would be signing someone. They expect to sign someone in the next three days. Kind of alluding to a big signing. Yeah. But when you have to say that, that also means you've been very inactive in the transfer window and you're trying to put your fans at ease. I think, though, it's been tough to be too crazy active with all these tournaments going on. Crystal Palace has made it possible. Signing signing guys who aren't playing. What if you want to sign a guy who's been playing? They've been doing it. Zlatan came over after Sweden was knocked out of the tournament. He came over during the tournament at one point too. Uh, there, guys, they, these these countries have been making exceptions. Mkhitaryan for day, day wasn't trips. playing for anybody. No, he's that's what I'm saying. Like Armenian. a lot of these guys that have been signing have been playing for teams or not playing in the in the. I just don't think that's an excuse, and I think I think the okay. purpose of the tweet in the first place it might not be a big player. Uh, I think we hear rumors about it. It was a big player. I just think he's trying to put fans at ease about their lack of action in the window. No, we're actually doing something. <laughs> uh, we are working on a deal right now, actually. Uh, give it, it'll be definitely in the next three three days. Yeah, the, I'm going to tweet that. The whole point With an uh, airplane emoji. Okay. Yeah, we'll make sure. <laughs> the whole point of that was to say, at West Ham Community... Retweeted that and responded to it in such a way that was just funny to me. It said that yeah, they we, said if it's Belasi, they're Bel- gonna come kick his sister in the shin, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great clean way of saying he didn't like it. That that alone is worth following. It them. is. It is. It was a great. Response. Uh, James Tompkins, uh, it, almost he's almost old enough to be a locker room dad. It's, he might know that Brian. Even his, his experience not, makes him a locker room dad. Do his not age, underestimate not the power of him being a locker room dad in the palace, palace locker room. I'm I, some of his facial hair decisions were are equivalent to some of the of the hair color choices of some of the other mm. more annoying players platinum, in the league. Platinum is Davis. He That's looks a me. bit he looks a bit like stuff. early transformation werewolf in some of his facial hair pictures. <laughs> <laughs> is there any more other signings we need to mention? There are a few. I Ronald Koeman's first was a goalkeeper, Martin Stecklenberg. What's just, wrong with Joel Robles? Nothing. He's it's just a backup. You gotta have backups. Howard's not there anymore. So you gotta have a backup. I don't know. Ve- a might backup. Start. Who was backing up uh, Gomez? Go- uh, Gomez. Sorry, at Watford. Oh, I mean, uh, who was that? Guy? Yeah. Costell. Costell. Pentelimon. I am scared away from too many Everton players right now. I need to see some something. Some action happen, and I need to see who's going to end up on that roster to start the season. I want to play Everton players. I don't think Ronald you should Koeman. be so scared, though. I, just, I, I agree that you want to see. You want to see. I it need first. to see what's going to happen but next month. Let's not forget what Kuman did with a Southampton team that continually three years in a row was losing their best players. But it took us till the second half of the year to figure out who was good on that roster last year. We didn't play Virgil Van Dyke until February at our loss. I really want to figure yeah. out who Everton's going to have as quickly as possible. But Mane and Pelle, well, Pelle and Long, we could never tell who's going to start. Ma- yeah. But Mane was a good start. I don't think I played him at all. It's just hard. It's going to be really hard to see until Maybe we know who Everton signs. Fourth. You don't care about John Stones <laughs> wanting out? Uh, no. 
No, he had, well, he had we a rough year last year. We haven't gotten any rumors yeah, yet. Yeah, but still. He had a rough year last year. You're not, you were on Everton. City's a big step up. I don't know. We'll see what happens there. Okay. I'm not, I'm not going to play him. All right. All no right. way. I'm not going to play him. Come on. Stones is better than Demichelis. Sure, for City. But or not even Fancy Monday or Mangala. That any any sure. of these guys Again, perform good for City? He might be better City? for City, but he's not going to be great for my fantasy soccer lineup. I'm not, Assuming I'm not willing City to see. Have, yeah, I mean, you got to have clean sheets. you got to have, clean, gotta have clean sheets. Or you got to score goals on set pieces. you got to be a Scott Dan. And John Stones isn't going to do that. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal, they're big signing this week. Takuma Asano. Come on. Just is, that, is that your striker? Sing it, Dave. Response? No. Couldn't the, get Vardy, so you get Takuma the, no, Asano. This is, sing if it. anyone thinks Asano? that this is the replacement for that, no, that I, is... I sing so. it, Dave. Takuma Asano. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you're looking yeah, for? absolutely. <laughs> Man, I'm glad, I'm glad it I... is a guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> if it hasn't been sung already, it must be starting this year. That will, there listen, is no if he gets playing time and somehow sung. scores, you're right. There's no way the fans don't sing Takuma Asano. Is that as long as that's the correct pronunciation? I mean, they, yeah. They, Even they, if it's not, they have to change it. So well, who knows, Scott? Listen, he's. You know what? I'll tell you when we'll get a chance to see him. Yeah. In the Olympics, he's playing for Japan. So, mm. so we won't see that him. That might Premier be League. one reason. Let me tell you, I'm not going to have many reasons to watch much soccer during the Olympics because most of the big players aren't playing, hence this guy playing. Also, the Premier League will be starting. And the Premier League will be starting. <laughs> so, but I will, I'll, I'll check out Takuma Asano. You should. I don't want to see boy. any players Takuma in the. Asano. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's going to be such a good, so good segue music <laughs> whenever he does something good. Yes. I just don't want to see any players die of a virus on the field during the Olympics. That's why that I think I'm sad. not going to watch. The whole season I'm not going crazy. to watch. Watford signed a couple of guys. Uh, Who cares? Now I, I want to talk about the one guy, Isaac Success. Yes, that's fantastic. We didn't know anyone on Watford's lineup at the start of last You're right. year. It's the same thing with Leicester, and we all jumped on the Egalo bandwagon in the first half. Yeah, and and some of us stayed with Deeney into the second half. But honestly, even at the end of the year, I couldn't have named more than five guys on Watford's roster for you. No, and I watched it, a lot of their matches. Yeah, I just that was a that was a player three, player four, player five situation for me as well. And so I'm seeing them sign guys like Isaac Success, who will be a striker, so he might stand out a little bit more. And uh, I, I don't know about the pronunciation of this, but Christian Cabasella, something like that. He's a defender. Is he going to stand out at all? Like, are any of these guys on Watford going to stand out? I. I was upset when they fired Kike Flores as their manager. I was going to say, that was the only reason why we watched Watford games. That's true. Was to check out Kike Flores. Kike's when you say check out. Yeah, well, not like that. He's wearing. Like, he had a good yeah. scarf. No, I was checking Selection, out. he's always very he, he's dapper a, he's on very the sidelines. He's a handsome, handsome He's man. in a scarf sure. right now. Oh, yeah. of course. Oh, <laughs> on the beach. He probably sleeps in scarves. No matter where he is. <laughs> and so I don't, I, I, I wanted them to get relegated yeah. because I fired him. Uh, I get it. I don't know. I, we probably should learn a little bit more about them, though. Maybe I'll make them a club history. Yeah, I would like weeks. to know that. There are three guys who decided to stay put. Speaking of Watford, Troy Deeney was one of them. Stayed, yep. At least he re-signed a, signed a new contract with, with Watford. Um, are we going to be interested in playing him next year? Maybe. Maybe. Third, third or fourth striker? Maybe. He could 
could be a guess bench. So. He could be a bench striker. Yeah. Uh, third. Callum Wilson re-signed with Bournemouth. He was definitely worth a third place, third place, a third starter position. My only question about Bournemouth is that striker that platoon. They got a platoon. He was not platooned if, when he was healthy. He was starting every game. Yeah. And then he got hurt. My fear is he that Josh really King good. and Benicophobia and now this new kid, Lis Mousset. Mousset. I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, how, many, how many goals are they going to steal from? Are they going to be like the goal line vultures in fantasy American football? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Kelly Wilson probably is the number one striker at Bournemouth, but how is that going to translate? Is he gonna? You know, is it gonna be the equivalent of having ninety? Josh King was pretty good last year. Yes, he yeah. was. I know that's the problem. At the end of the year, they're, they're, they're all the same. They're all the same. That they could, just like, rotate whoever around. starts. Whoever's actually in the starting position has it, it's is a good fantasy start. Really, mm-hmm. is what it boils down sure. to, right? It's like, just not the same one or two guys each week. It's sure. different every but week. But once they establish a starter and a pecking order. But that's my point. They didn't do that at all last year. They never did pick a person up front. They rotated f- between four guys, between Afobi, King, Wilson, and there's one other one in there too. I can't, I can't think of it at the moment. They rotated around mm-hmm. all those guys to the point where they diluted each other's results. Yeah. I'm just no. – Callum Wilson is the best one that they have right now. The yeah. question is how much is he actually going to – play sure. and, and how many goals we actually score. And then Tom Huddleston's re-signed with Hull. That could be a good signing. He might surprise some people as Hull I feel like he's City just a glue guy. Out. I don't know if he's going to be a fantasy play, but I think he'll be... He might take part in some of the set pieces. I don't think it's going to be a huge impact in fantasy. Hull's going back down, so you know, whatever. Let's uh, move on. I'm not so certain about that. I'm not so certain about Hull's that. Hull's going back down. I don't know. Middlesbrough, sure. Burnley, maybe. Hull has the best chance of staying up. I like Burnley. I hope Watford goes down instead. Like Sean Dykes. Well, Leicester's one of the three relegated teams, so you're going to have to pick two That's others. That's true, yeah. So Hall stays up and Leicester goes down. Um, all right, so it was a fun... Was it fun? A fun quarterfinal round in the Euro 2016 tournament? Yeah, I thought so. Belgium got smoked. They did. Brian's favorite, Brian's favorite guy... In the and listen, I hope this guy makes the premier the premier league this year. Kevin De Bruyne, he's in there. Nangolan, Raja, Nangolan. No, thank you. <laughs> that shot he took, that he was nice, was unbelievable. That was one of the farthest distance shots. Yeah, I've seen someone make. It all was year. a laser. Riding on the back of another laser. <laughs> Did it only go in because Hennessy was the goalkeeper? No. <laughs> to Hennessy's credit, he got a finger on it when most guys, I feel like, wouldn't have done that. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. Yeah. But if anything, it might have broken Hennessy's finger on its way through the net. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was uh, ridiculous. Wales puts three in after that. Yep. Yep. That opened the scoring, and then Williams Williams Robson Canoe. Hal Robson Canoe is that guy in this tournament. He's that guy. There's he always is. one you guy. You said from mm-hmm. the beginning, I'm interested to see who's going to be that guy. That guy meaning the guy that no one expects to stand out, who performs really well and turns it into an overpriced Premier League contract. This tournament's guy is going mm-hmm. to be Hal Robson Canoe. Yeah. Someone's going to sign one, him. One move earned him a contract to that, make him a wealthy man for the, the rest of his life. Yes. It was a good move. It was yes, a great was. move. And it's going to turn into six goals next year at most. Probably. 
probably. I thought today the whole city is. is interested in him. I hope Hall Wales wants how. smacks mm-hmm. Portugal today. It's an interesting. Wales, uh, Wales, Portugal barely snuck by Poland. It was that was the worst game of the semifinals. They got the penalties or the quarterfinals. Thank yeah. you. They got the penalties. Uh, Portugal just got lucky. They really did. They have yet to beat a team in this tournament in ninety minutes. They're not going to start. I'll be listen. If they beat Wales in ninety minutes, I'll be surprised. Ronaldo is showing age. Yeah. For the first, for me. Yeah. For the first time, I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying he's starting to show age. He whiffed on a ball, a ball that came over the top that he normally smokes into the back of the net. Yeah. He he missed it. He it just missed it. It's a fascinating Bale versus Ronaldo matchup, isn't it? Yes. Real Madrid teammates going head. It doesn't bother you that Ramsey's out. Yeah, that for Wales. Mm, that's a good point, Brian. That will, that yeah. They need to get rid of this these yellow cards. It's a yellow no, card accumulation it. I stuff. I love it. I'm totally opposed to you on that one. I love it because it it requires a, a squad depth. It requires squad depth. You're not going to be able to just ride the same eleven guys all the way through a tournament. I want to see how deep your squad is. I want to see the best guys playing. Okay, then don't get and yellow for cards. For an accumulative yellow card, then don't get yellow cards. Okay, if you bump then someone right, and the ref, Dave. if you bump someone and the ref thinks that, I mean, he can whip that yellow card out whenever he wants to. Sure, absolutely. He's very hesitant, the ref that is, to whip out a second yellow in a current game. But the first time, very oftentimes, he's quick to whip out a, a, a yellow, and if it's just a bad positioning on the field, I think it's a really stupid rule. I'd be fine if they went to three. And I, I don't care who's eighth or ninth on the depth chart <laughs> for Wales. Well, I don't care about squad depth. I want to see. I want to see Portugal's or you know best squad. I want to see France, Germany, and and then Wales at this point. I want to see their best squad going forward. Sure. Wales has a chance, and I still think they have a good chance at history. Let's hope their depth uh, backs up. Them, yeah. How's yeah. Andy King gonna do for you? Because uh, that's who's City. going to re- yes, that's who's going to who it's a drop who's off supposed from Ramsey. to replace yeah. Ramsey. Ramsey arguably has been player of the tournament. He's you, been really good. You could argue Andy that. King is decent though. He 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 played an important role for Leicester last year. It was a quiet role, but he played an important role for them. It, it's it's he he's worthy of being on the pitch. So uh, yeah, it is a drop off from Ramsey. There's no doubting that. But I think they'll be fine. They'll be just fine. Well, if they're playing anyone else but Portugal, I'd probably. Dis- I, I just want I'd agree Ronaldo with- to have to deal with losing to his teammate. That's all I want. That's all I. That's all I've ever wanted. I realized something around the 81st minute of the Poland Poland Portugal match that I have never enjoyed a Portugal match ever. 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 I so tell boring. you, who looked pretty sharp is that kid Renato Sanchez. He did. He had a goal in that. In There's that a match. reason why Manchester United. How about France and Iceland? Say goodbye to the Icelandic clap. Man, you are such a hater on on fairy tale stories. Yeah, you know I'm so over it. I am. I mean, it's nice. They're nice to get to this point, and it's then it's good to though. see them by. Yeah, it was predictable. This this was the place for them to lose. France is really France good. really flexed. They looked. That's the first time all season that or all season all tournament that mm-hmm. they really looked like wow, like kind of like we we probably expected them to right. look right. Yeah. This is like the first time we've seen them look, and I feel like Iceland just picked the wrong day to play them. Fairly, which stinks. I'm fairly certain this was the first match where they scored in the first half, though France. So that's that's part they of might, why they've yeah, been less impressive true. than expected. They've been great. And in the last they scored 10 minutes. four in the first 
half. Right? I mean, it was a goal explosion. It was a goal explosion. Germany and Italy was the wonkiest PK shootout I've ever seen. Unbelievable ineptness. Yeah. That was literally... The U.S., we could have beat either one of those teams in that shootout. I think most of the teams in the tournament, Northern Ireland... Albania could have beat Germany. I mean, uh, yeah, Germany or Italy in that shootout. That was so pathetic. Mm-hmm. So pathetic. But so, yeah, so it shouldn't have been there. Germany-France is a great semifinal, though. Let's be honest. Germany-France is a great semifinal. Uh, and then Wales-Portugal today. Germany-France tomorrow. Don't you feel like the as weird, like all of the weird stats that Germany... A Germany never beating Port uh, Italy. Italy. Yeah, in, that was in really any weird. Comp- that's a. F- I feel like that's a. That's a not unexpected in major, in major tournaments and, and stuff. Mueller, yeah. no goals. Where has that guy been all yeah, tournament? He hasn't been. He hasn't shown up. He, every time he's been on camera, he's been arguing in disbelief about some non-call by a referee. You know, I think. I think it's. It's. When I see guys like that and real talented guys really struggle, you know, it just makes you wonder sometimes if, if there's not something going on at home. Oh, my goodness. I'm just, no, I'm just saying, like, this stuff happens in all of our lives. You know, we got stuff going on at home. It can affect us at the workplace and other things. I'm just wondering if, you know, Mueller's a great player. Maybe just, he's got some horrible... Maybe it's a debilitating disease developing. <laughs> Hopefully it's something really awful that's preventing him from scoring goals. Hey guys, I want to talk about Bournemouth. Can I talk about Bournemouth for a little while? Yes. I have an incomplete unofficial history of Bournemouth here to deliver to you guys. I am I'm pumped about it. Let's see. Let's do it. Up the, the cherries. Up the cherries. So the start date of the club is a little bit unknown. I found like four or five different dates. Uh, so we'll say sometime in the 18, late 1800s, maybe 1890s, something like that. Uh, the club started out as Boscombe St. John's Institute FC. Yep. Shortened it a few years later to Boscombe FC, which was probably a good move. Uh, and then you can't, like, there are so many, so many times in these club histories where you see these sentences written and you're like, you just can't make this stuff up. Bournemouth has several of those sentences. Here's just the first. At the public house, where the side used to change before matches, the Portman Hotel, a meeting decided that the club would change its name to Bournemouth and Boscombe Athletic Football Club. How great is that? Hey, where we change our drawers, we're going to change our name. Uh, So then, uh, finally in 1972, they became Bournemouth, the Bournemouth that we know today. They play at a place called Dean Court. So they play in the Vitality Stadium, but it's at Dean Court. That's the ground on which they play. It was apparently a wasteland that was was given to them to start a a football uh, pitch on. Hey, we think your football club's pretty much going to be crap, so here's some (laughs) wasteland you can play on. Here's a wasteland. Their nickname, as Brian has already let you know, is the Cherries. The origin of that nickname is uh, also largely unknown. It could be the stripes on their kit. Uh, that are traditional to the club's history. But it also could be the fact that uh, next to Dean Court, where they play, used to be uh, an estate that included many cherry orchards. I feel like that's probably, probably that one, where right? it came from. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Remember how we've had some some club histories where we've said that the, the clubs have certain like records and things that they probably wish they didn't have. Yeah. Here's Bournemouth. Oh man. They hold the record for the longest continuous run in the third division. Ah. Uh. 
Wow. Which is great. <laughs> Maybe that's where they belong. Just kind of like right there in the old third division. Maybe it should just be a five or six team Premier League, Dave, with only front runners in the league. And no Spanish teams. And no small teams. Or, 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 or middle table teams there for you to have to endure. Listen, every league needs doormats. True. That's true. Someone's got to be 20th. Someone's got to be 20th. In 1956 and 57, that season, uh, the club made a magical run through the FA Cup. Uh, eventually, they lost at home to the Giants, Manchester United. Oh. However, according to the club's website, uh, they lost 2-1 to one on a goal that looked offside and a questionable penalty. Despite the defeat, Bournemouth grabbed the nation's imaginations and were awarded the Giant Killers Cup. Nice. I don't really know what that is. We should go back to that. (laughs) We should. A couple of noteworthy managers in their history. Uh, Harry Redknapp led them through much of the 80s, helped them kind of find that spark that has eventually led to where they are today. Tony Pulis managed them for a while in the 90s. Really? Yeah. In (laughs) 96-97, though, the receivers were called in, and the future looked bleak. Supporters rallied and a trust fund was set up with thousands pouring wait, in. Wait a minute, wait a minute. This sounds like another job for Brian. The receivers, I think, are the ones who preempt the provisional <laughs> liquidators. <laughs> okay. Okay, you get the nervous. receivers in there before the provisional liquidators to assess the situation <laughs> and then they assess for the provisional liquidators. <laughs> To determine whether or not it's necessary for the provisional liquidators to show up. Sure, okay, all right. Go ahead, proceed. No problem. Despite the trust fund support, in another sentence that you just can't make up, Bournemouth were 15 minutes from closing down at one stage. Mm. Eventually, though, someone stepped in on behalf of the trust fund, and the, the, the first community club was formed. The community owned the club because oh. the trust fund technically was what kept them propped, uh, nice. uh, propped okay. up financially. No provisional liquidator needed. Uh, not then, but there was one in 07 and 08. They were in administration in 07 and 08. Eddie Howe took over the following year for the first time. He, oh, this wow. is actually his second time in charge of Bournemouth. Really? He left for a little while to go to Burnley. And then he, came he, did a, he did a Mourinho. Well, he kind of did a little bit. Except he didn't get cut loose. There are no major trophies in Bournemouth's history. Uh, last year was their first ever in the top flight of England. Last season was their first season ever wow. in the top flight. Uh, and so that's why it was such and a big deal. And they stayed up. And like, that's why it was a yeah, really big deal the for them to stay yeah. up. They finished 16th, but they were a lot of fun to watch. We talked a lot about it, how at one point late in the year, uh, we saw that they had the highest American TV ratings of any club in yeah. England. They were fun to watch. Um, we talked a lot about guys like Matt Ritchie. We played Charlie Daniels. He was pretty much a staple in our lineup yeah. so in our back four Absolutely. last year. Steve Cook ended up having a great second half of the year yep. as well. Um, but they had a lot of injuries, and so it was even more impressive they were able to stay up with all the injuries that they had. Yep. They haven't had any big signings this, this summer yet. I mentioned the, the French kid, Lys Mousset. Mousset mm-hmm. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. There's an American kid that they signed, Emerson Hindman. Nathan Ake they signed on loan from Chelsea. So I don't know what I they're like, doing. I like the Ake signing to help their defense. Yeah. I'm a little nervous about Bournemouth, i got to be honest with you. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll... they'll They'll be 14 to 11. They can't be any worse than Leicester City. (laughs) They will probably finish almost as high as Leicester. So to finish up my uh, club history, I have a limerick. 
Oh, mm. nice. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, this is, this is it. Uh, is it all right if I read it to you guys? Mm. Absolutely. All right. Yes. I thought about making it kind of dirty, but then I didn't, Brian. Mm. Whatever, dude. All right. One day, I want there to be so filthy, we have to beep it out. <laughs> I, I can accommodate. All right. Despite being new, these boys are no fairies. It's tempting to think this team only Eddie Howe carries. <laughs> Their trophy count is zero, but Charlie Daniels is our hero. Say it with me loud and proud, America. Up where the, the cherries. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> I thought nice. you were going to rhyme something other than cherries where and the throw, throw the curveball on everyone. <laughs> no! Uh, no! Up the, the cherries. Well done. I like that. Where the dairies. Nice. Nice. Up the cherries. You're right. <laughs> all right. That's I, all I got. I love love Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Born. I thought we said it was Burn. No, and no. how does uh, Brian J said it's born born myth, born, and it's De Bruyne. Yes. Did he say De Bruyne earlier? No, no. But he said he said De Bruyne, right? Of course they are. Listen, if they would just listen to our pod, and, and if the world would just listen to our pod, born myth. We can all get on the pronunciation train. We can all get on the same pronunciation train. Hey, we did get we did get an announcer. Uh, we did get one. We did That's get true. an announcer during the Euros who, who yeah. clarified that the Flemish preferred pronunciation of De Bruyne is De Bruyne. Yeah. And he was saying it in match. Yeah, sure. Everyone else since then doesn't matter. All right, well, listen, that brings us to uh, the end of our pod. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy. The last couple Euro matches, there's only three left, two semifinals, one tonight, one tomorrow night, and then the final coming up this weekend. So do not miss that. Continue to look for signings as we will. Rumors are floating around a ton every day. And uh, we will be absolutely keeping our eyes on that. You can always find us on Facebook, Fantasy Soccer FC. And on Twitter, at Fantasy Soccer FC, shoot us a message, tweet. We would love to hear from you. And until next time.